Today, we are talking Cal UNLV, a preview, looking at it, obviously, from an offensive side of the ball, coming up right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bear Insider, Ultimate Insider Podcast. I am Mike Pulaski, former Cal quarterback. Today, we're talking about Cal versus UNLV coming up. The next test for this Cal Bear offense and defense going into this season, I think every game is going to be a test this year. And so UNLV, a team in terms of physical talent, probably a little more talented than UC Davis was. Bears got a big win last week versus UC Davis, but this week stepping up the ladders. Coach Wilcox put it, a little more twitch, a little more speed, a little more size. These things that being an FBS team and more scholarship offers uh, allow you to have on your team. One of the things you'll see about this UNLV team, very much like most teams in college football these days, is that there are a ton of transfers coming from other schools, coming from other places. And I'll tell you why that is. And you think about all the recruiting these schools do, and they're going out to recruit high school athletes that have never left home, they've never been on their own, they've never gone through classes, they've never done any of that. And talked to one college coach and he said, look, if I can hire a, or if I can bring in a kid who's proven that he can already go to class, get it done, get through college schedule, get through working, um, I'm much better off with that guy if I've seen the tape and I think he's a player than I am recruiting a kid out of high school. And so these college coaches much more likely to take a chance on a college transfer, a kid who's already proven it, than they are to take a kid out of high school. Now that said, you still got to recruit the high schools. But high school kids are in this really weird zone right now. Uh, in terms of all of these transfers from other schools are now taking scholarship opportunities that would have been pure high school kids before. So it'll be interesting the way this thing all works out. Obviously, college football has become a professional sport now. It is no longer a amateur sport. Not that it ever was, really, but it's become an actual professional sport now, and you have to run it like a business. Transfers just make better business sense for colleges. All right, all that said, let's talk about this UNLV team. Last week versus Idaho State, arguably uh, an inferior opponent, Charlie Regal, former Cal special teams coordinator, head coach there, trying to turn that program around. But they were uh, they scored 45 points in the first half, and so they had a big offensive output early on. I think it was just a mismatch um, from the UNLV team, especially on the outside on offense versus the secondary for Idaho State. I just don't think they had the horses at Idaho State to cover down uh, UNLV and UNLV able to take advantage of them inside the box too. I think they were just bigger, stronger on the offensive line than the defense of Idaho State. One of the things going into the season for UNLV was the competition at quarterback. They brought in a transfer uh, out of Tennessee and they had a quarterback in Doug Brumfeld on staff, number two, you will see him, uh, who got injured last year. Brumfield came out, established himself as the starter. I tell you what, in game one, he went out. It was actually week zero. It wasn't week one of the season that they played, but he went out and absolutely lit it up. He went 21 for 25, 356 uh, yards and four touchdowns. And that doesn't actually even talk about his rushing and what he did to kind of save himself from being sacked. And so he's a very dynamic quarterback back there. He is a large human being, comes in at 6'5", 225. So he's big, he's agile, 
has a very live arm. One thing he has is a long release. As a defense, at least I would teach if you were a defense, with that long release, look for opportunities to swat that ball out at the bottom. He put the ball on the ground, I think, twice last week versus or two weeks ago versus Idaho State. And so that's an opportunity the defense may have with Brumfeld. But he looks to be a very good athlete. He is a pretty accurate passer. He reads pretty well. He moves extremely well. Uh, and he has a very live arm. So a kid that they definitely have to worry about. At receiver, they have uh, a receiver by the name of Ricky White. And he is a transfer from Michigan State. Had eight catches as a freshman versus Michigan uh, in their rivalry game there. And then didn't play last year for whatever reason. There was no uh, reason given that he didn't play. And so he is a guy who is explosive. 6'1", 195 comes in, uh, height and weight. But he showed that he could get open, he could run. He is the real deal at that wide receiver spot. Uh, And he is a player the Bears definitely have to be aware of. Another guy, Kyle Williams, uh, six foot, another 180, 180-pound guy on the outside, also fleet. They will oftentimes bring Williams in and use him as like a flex tight end on the line when they want to condense the formation, bring things in. I put Kyle Williams as a stand-up guy. He's not actually playing tight end, but he's there to create another gap, create an issue for that defensive line and make defenses sort it all out. Uh, head coach for UNLV, Marcus Arroyo. Uh, Cal fans may be familiar with him. He was a graduate or an assistant here under Jeff Tedford for a while. Uh, had stints in the NFL throughout college football. Went to Oklahoma State uh, as a running backs coach and then became the offensive coordinator at University of Oregon. So he was there for a while with some really good football teams, really good offensive coordinator up there. Ended up taking over uh, as the head coach at UNLV, and he's trying to get that ship right. This is a team that hasn't had a – they've had one winning season in the 2000s. And so uh, in this time, he is trying to turn that around, trying to get some of that attitude back on that team to see if they can improve where they're at physically – uh, he has improved this team without a doubt. His last two recruiting classes have been fantastic. Uh, in 2020, I believe it was, he had what was considered the top recruiting class in the Mountain West Conference. And in 21, last year, he got the number eight overall for group of five schools, right? Not power five schools, but group of five schools, number eight recruiting class for that group of schools. So uh, he's doing a great job recruiting there. He's bringing in talent. He's finding the transfers, so they're addressing some of their shortcomings through the transfer portal, uh, and he's doing a nice job. So there's a good chance he's going to turn this thing around and at least get them on a winning way and then end up taking his next job because that's what UNLV is. It's one of those stepping stone jobs uh, for young coaches looking to get those bigger positions. But doing an excellent job there. Uh, Cal fans will also be very familiar with the tight ends coach in Nate Longshore. Former Cal quarterback there, uh, coaching tight ends, came on as the first offensive uh, quality control guy in UNLV history, and now he's coaching a position. So Nate moving up as a coach there as well. That covers the offensive side of the ball. In terms of scheme, uh, you're going to see a lot of what Marcus Arroyo did up in Oregon. There's some basic stuff, the snag route, um, and, and snag is a corner out of bunch formation, generally speaking, a corner by one guy. You're going to have a wide route, a swing route, or a flat route, or some kind of route to the flat, and then a sit-down route on the inside. Gives you a triangle. Chip Kelly loves to run the snag route. That seems like all he did for quite a while. Um, and then uh, snag just a, a really 
popular route in football, hard to, hard to defend. Uh, you can run it out of a bunch of different looks. It gives defense fits, and so they're going to do a bunch of that. They've got vertical seams, which you're going to see some of that as well. Uh, with their athletes, they're trying to find a way to spread you out, get you the ball in space. They will pack in the formation, condense the formation, and they will uh, then spread from there as well. So running game, uh, nothing particularly unique in terms of what they do run inside zone outside zone didn't see as much gap scheme type of run they were big a big zone run team um but they will try to run the ball inside they got a big running back aiden robbins comes in at 6'3, 230 so big uh strong running back inside i don't know how much they're going to run him versus cal he didn't get a ton of run uh, versus idaho state so we'll see on that front let's flip the sides defensively they are a team of pretty experienced secondary players. None of them jumps off the page as a Deion Sanders type guy, uh, but they're all very competent. They're all, uh, they look very skilled. Again, they're playing Idaho State, so it's kind of hard to get a measure of what they are in terms of going up against tougher talent. This will definitely be a test for that secondary group at UNLV going up against the Bears this week uh, because the Bears receivers, obviously 11 guys touched the ball last week. They show that they've got some great skill. By the way, when I was talking about my post-Davis review, I was talking about the outside linebackers at Cal. I said none of them really jumped off the page. Two of them actually had really good games last week. Miles Jernigan played well, five tackles, half a sack. Uh, and then Xavier Carlton had three tackles but had a sack and a half. And so I want to give those guys some love because they played well enough to get those kind of stats. So my mistake, my bad guys. Um, just call them like I see it at the time. And as you can see from watching these, you get a lot of flow of consciousness here as I'm going. Uh, secondary, we started off with UNLV. Those the guys in the back end will be challenged this week. Um, Cal fans are going to be a fan, uh, familiar with a lot of names at UNLV because many of them uh, coached at Cal. Keith Hayward, former outside linebackers coach here, uh, is now the defensive coordinator for UNLV. So you're going to see a look on their defense very similar to what you see uh, on Cal's defense. It's going to look really familiar to that audience at home. So uh, Keith Hayward, obviously, former D coordinator up at Oregon, uh, a guy that has a ton of coaching experience. Looks like he has his guys keyed up and playing extremely well right now. I think will uh, probably come in here with a little chip on his shoulder too, right? One year at Cal and then moves on to UNLV. Um, I think he's going to want to get a big win against Cal here. A couple guys that stand out on that UNLV defense uh, as you watch film, and one is Adam Plant. He is their rush, what they call their rush, rush end. Uh, and, and so he's a guy that gets up the field, makes big plays. He is familiar with Cal in that he spent the 2019 season at TCU. So obviously has been around the Bears, uh, has played them before. And so a guy that uh, is showing up, has had a good first game, got up the field. Again, I can't tell in terms of Idaho State how talented they are. They don't look as big up front. And so it's hard to kind of put a measure on how good the defensive rush is for UNLV. They were getting up the field. They were getting penetration. They were harassing Idaho State's quarterbacks all game long. And so that is never a good sign if you're an opposing quarterback coming up. But we'll see when they go up against Pac-12 line if it's a difference. Obviously, that's one of the places I talked about that Cal has to improve this year or this 
game coming up is on the line, offensive and defensive line. And so, uh, big task, better team. These guys are faster, bigger, stronger, and they're going to have to step up their game to handle it up front. Uh, in terms of linebackers, Austin Ajike, a guy who is getting Mountain West Conference uh, accolades preseason, even though he was injured last year, came back last week, had a sack, tackle for loss, and an interception all in one game. Has a nose for the ball. He's really athletic. Um Plays that Mike linebacker position. Got him listed at 6'2", 220. So a little light for a Mike linebacker. Um, but we'll see in the game, he looks very athletic. He looks like a big safety, small linebacker type when you watch him run. But he runs around. He's extremely talented uh, and pretty skilled player back there at that linebacker spot. In terms of scheme, UNLV runs, uh, like I said, much of what Cal runs is you break him down on film the majority of their coverages are some kind of man coverage, either cover zero, which means there's nobody on the back of the shell, right? It's, it is man for man across the board, no free safety help. And so what that does is it presents opportunities to take shots. They do get a little insider clue here when they go short yardage and goal line. So third and short, uh, they get into that zero look. That would be a great time if you were feeling risky looking for gambling, seeing as you're playing UNLV, uh, to take a shot over the top. Give a little play-action fake inside, work the one-on-one outside, see if Cal's receivers more talent, more speed than UNLV's DBs. And so look for that potentially in a favorable situation for Cal that they take a shot on third and short this game, uh, a big shot, uh, to see if they can hit the home run when UNLV is looking for that short yardage play. Outside of zero, they also play a bunch of cover one end up in man across. Now, again, I don't know if that ended up being because it was Idaho State. They felt they were more talented across the board. They could lock it down on the outside and then just play run inside with their other eight support guys. That could be the case. Um, Maybe you get more zone this week out of UNLV because they're playing Cal with more talented receivers. Uh, But teams tend to stay true to what they do. And so I would expect a lot of man out of UNLV as they try to tackle the run inside, let those inside players uh, tackle the run and let those outside players cover the pass. Uh, they will throw a bunch of other coverages, cover three being the next most prevalent in that defense. And so versus cover three, you've got zone flats, you've got vertical seams, uh, you've got spots like that that you can hit as a quarterback and an offense and take advantage of it. Cover three gives that defense a little extra run help because those safeties stay close to the box and they can be what you call overhang defenders, and they can take the force or the fill from the outside depending on what their assignment is on that play. And so you get an extra body in the run game, so it's a good run defense, uh, as well as being pretty sound because you have three guys deep, hard to beat it over the top. Now the vertical seams, two-on-one on the safety, are there uh, if you can protect it and get the ball off on time. So outside of that, you'll see some cover two, some cover four, some cover six. I know we're getting kind of detailed here but all different versions of split safeties in the middle, so too high. And then cover two, they will roll down those corners, take away the flats. This is a you know, third and medium, third and long type of defense. Cover uh, six and cover four are the corners playing off more of a man matchup concept when guys go vertical. So that's a breakdown of UNLV. The Bears have their hands full this week. The offensive and defensive line have to have better games. That quarterback boy uh, for UNLV 
a very good football player up there. Talked about it, Doug Brumfeld. Uh, he can make you miss. Defensive line and linebackers going to have to do a superb job of playing some contain. I wouldn't be shocked to see a spy every now and then, somebody staying home just to mirror that quarterback and play that rat in the hole or the guy inside. And so um, getting a handle on him is going to be big. Being able to shut down the receiver, White, uh, also big for that for Cal's defense. That is their two biggest jobs this week. If they can do that, they make UNLV play left-handed or with their bad hand, uh, as Coach Wilcox likes to say, play left-handed. And so uh, if they can do that, that gives them the advantage, obviously, on defense. Offensively, Bears have to establish a better job of running the game, you know, running the ball this week. Slow down that defensive pass rush, hit some seams for runs, um, and then get their athletes involved and see if they can take advantage of that uh, match coverage or the one coverage, man coverage on the outside. Maybe get a shot when UNLV wants to spin down to zero. I appreciate you guys watching. That is my preview for the week. I'm looking forward to calling this game on Saturday. And until then, I am Mike Pulaski for Bear Insider and the Ultimate Insider Podcast. Go Bears. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.